Welcome to the Good Medicine for the Soul podcast. This is the number one podcast designed for millennial women who want to grow in their knowledge of God so we can all walk in the fullness of authentic power. I'm your host, Amashallah Victoria Wallaby. If you're ready to go on this journey with me, then let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Good Medicine for the Soul podcast. How are you all doing today? Thank you so much for always coming back and tuning in day after day. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the power in a name. Yes, the power in a name. I think I've spoken about this briefly in a couple of episodes back and I just kind of touched on it briefly. But what I intend to do is start a series whereby we actually discuss the power in a name and understand why God is called the names that he is called, right? So um, on this episode, I'm just going to break down the power of what a name means. Now in Hebrew culture, and uh, my my culture, the Yoruba culture where I come from, shares a a similarity in the sense that the Hebrew Hebrew cultures, when when they say a name, right? So when they name a child, when they call a child a name or a thing a name, it means the name is the characteristics of what that person is, right? So, for example, if we look at Moses, Moses means for he was drawn out of water, right? If we look at Jacob, Jacob means the trickster, right? So if we look at Esau, Esau means the red one, right? So, they literally named people after the character of who they were or attributes that they had, right? So, that, that that's why we see in the story of... Uh, the birth of Benjamin, Joseph's brother in the Bible, we see that because his mother, Rachel, had a difficult time uh, giving birth to him, she first of all named him Benoni. It means a child of my pain, something like that. And then we see immediately that his father changed it from Benoni to Benjamin, right? So he was correcting that otherwise that boy would have really had a difficult and painful life because she was naming him based on the pain that she endured and transferring that to him so that was why his father had to immediately step in as a higher authority to cancel out that name and rename him benjamin and i want you to understand the power in a name now even myself because i said earlier that in the yoruba culture we also share the same understanding or ideologies of naming people and things after their characteristics and their characters. So a lot of Yoruba names will be given um, based on the circumstances surrounding the child's birth or uh, uh, the the traits they see in the child or the physical form of the child when the child is born. So in my case, my full names are Omosholape. That's my full name. And it basically means a child of complete abundance right that's what it means so you you have complete abundance now this name is something that gives me strength so whenever i am going through something right and i remember my name i know like i know like i know that that name was not given to me coincidentally right so omoshalaki means no matter what it looks like now i am a child that has complete abundance, like nothing lacking. It means everything that I ever need on this earth is already available to me abundantly, right? Even my middle name, Victoria, which most people know me by, means victory, right? So it means whichever way it happens, up, down, sideways, 
I win, right? So your name um, gives should, should give you strength, right? And when we have this basic understanding of, of the way names are, are given in Hebrew culture and interpreted, then we can understand why God is called the names that he is called. So for example, let's look at one of Jehovah's names. That's the most popular name that people know him by is Jehovah Jireh, right? Which comes from the same Hebrew word as Moriah, right? Which is the name of the region where God sent Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. This story can be found in Genesis 22, verses 11 to 13. And we see that in that story that the angel of the Lord called him from heaven. So this is where Abraham was uh, had been instructed by God to take Isaac up and sacrifice him, literally kill Isaac. And Abraham is obedient. He takes Isaac. Even Isaac is like that. We're going for a sacrifice, but we have the fire. We have the wood. But where is the actual sacrifice? Like, dude wanted to know, what's up, dad? Like, what's going on here? And Abraham says to him, the Lord will provide. And they keep going up and they go up, they go up the mountain. And at the, as they get to the mountain, he bounds Isaac and lays him on a on a rock or a table. And he's about to strike him dead when the Lord says, hold your hand. Now I know that you really do believe me and you love me, even you will not keep your only son from me. And that was how they looked around and a ram was found behind him, caught in the thicket by its horns. Now, this story is so it's so significant. We, sometimes we may miss this, that a horn caught in the thicket by, sorry, a ram that's caught by its horns in the thicket means that ram did not just appear there. That ram had been there a while because the rams that have horns signify they are old. They are not just, you know, baby rams, okay? And it had been there. So it means all the while God had given Abraham this instruction to go up the mountain, the ram was there. Provision was already waiting at the place of obedience, right? Most of us miss this fact. Yes, we sing Jehovah Jireh, but most times when God instructs us to do something, we hesitate because we don't see the big picture. But what I want us to take away from today's episode is God is always waiting for us at the place of obedience. There's provision at the place of obedience. So when God gives you an instruction to move, I know it can be hard sometimes when we don't see where we're going or it looks like we're not moving in the way we think we should move, but we need to learn to trust the Lord completely. Like I've gotten to a place in my life where I really don't want to do anything by my own strength anymore because I'm tired. I, I don't even have the strength to do it anymore. So every single day, it is my prayer. I always draw from the strength of the Lord. Lord, what are you saying today? What is your agenda, Lord, today? Lord, I love you. Lord, show me the next step to do because only I just want to do it God's way, right? Because I've tried doing this in my own strength and it is not working like it is not working for most people, right? We have to do it in God's way because he understands the beginning to the end. He formed everything. He understands the technology of how you function, what your destiny is supposed to look like. So there's no point fighting him. It is time to surrender, right? So back to the name. So when we look at the, when we look at the name Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh was the name Abraham called the Lord after he provided the ram, 
right? So literal translation of Yahweh Yaira, which was original uh, translation because at the time there was no J in existence, right? So it was Yahweh Yaira, which is Jehovah Jireh. It means God is our substitutionary sacrifice. God is a provider. God will always provide our needs, right? But it is not enough that we know God as just a provider. He's many other things. That is why if we see uh, in the story of Moses and the burning bush, when Moses says, who do I say sent me? The Lord says, I am. If God had just told him, uh, tell them I am the warrior, that would have boxed God into one dimension only. And God couldn't say that. So he said, tell them I am. Because there were so many, many faceted dimensions to who God is. So when we say I am, so we can say God is Jehovah Jireh, I am Jireh, I am, I am Elohim, I am Yahweh, right? God just said, I am, and left it at that because God's words are so powerful. If he had said one more thing after that, that would have been the dimension that we would forever know him to be. So that's why God just said, tell Pharaoh when you get there that I am has sent you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So now I want you to understand that the, the name of the Lord, that's why the Bible tells us again, that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean you run into the name. No, it, it literally literally telling you that the name, that name of the Lord, has a, a fortitude that you can run into. It means you can you can call on that name. That name is power. That name is protection. That you, the righteous runs into that name and are saved. Hallelujah! Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And until the next episode, remember to keep on shining. Okay, family, let's face it. We've all felt pain. We've suffered the losses. You know what it's like to want something so bad, but not see a part to its accomplishment. The question, however, is, do you know how to pick yourself up and move on despite what has happened? This is what I share with you inside of my new book, Good Medicine for the Crushed Spirit, a practical guide to helping you find purpose when adversity strikes. Inside this book, you will find personal stories, relatable biblical tales, and anecdotes that prove you are never alone in your despair. I will inspire you to turn pain, discomfort, disappointment, or setbacks into something positive that works for you. So if you're ready to change your life in meaningful and purposeful ways, get your copy of this book today and let the transformation begin. That concludes today's episode. And if you want to hear more from me, follow me on my Instagram page, which is at V-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. It's V-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. You can also follow me on Facebook as well at V-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. We also have another podcast called the Academy Podcast that gives you tools and resources to turn vague dreams into blissful realities. You'll find the link to that in our show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to slide in my DMs and say hello. God bless you.